0: It seems like not too long ago. This passage from the fourth chapter of Matthew was a lectionary reading for Sunday. It may have been or it may have been the Matthew chapter three, where Jesus also says repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Or it could have been both. Seeing that my computer crashed a month or so ago, I cannot simply do a quick review of my sermon notes, so I could not check in an efficient way, regardless of the lectionary can seem to repeat itself because Jesus repeats himself when the message needs to be told more than once. Jesus repeats himself when the message has urgency. Like a teacher tapping on the board while giving notes, this is a sign you need to pay extra attention. Here, beginning in the 12th verse of the fourth chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew, Jesus is informed that John the Baptist has been arrested. As a result, he went to Galilee It was a place called Capernaum. Matthew informs us that by entering Capernaum, Jesus fulfilled a prophecy spoken by Isaiah. Remember, each of the gospel writers had a different personal focus. Matthew wanted to convince the Jews that Jesus is the Messiah. Matthew wanted the Jews to see in Jesus all of the messianic prophecies fulfilled and to make sure nobody missed any of the connections Matthew did his own tapping on the board while giving his lecture notes. So Matthew says, Jesus went to Capernaum. Do not miss it. Here is why Jesus went to the Capernaum. He is fulfilling a prophecy. Have I told you not to miss this? Matthew does this at least ten times in his writing of the gospel. Matthew makes clear this is what Jesus did, and this is the prophecy that Jesus fulfilled. And while the fact that Jesus fulfilled all these prophecies is important, what is more important for our ability to make use of this passage in our day-to-day lives is what comes next. The prophecy from Isaiah, as quoted by Matthew, says that Jesus is in the land so that those in darkness, the shadow of death, can see the great light that the light would shine on them. The people are in darkness, they are under the shadow of death, but there is hope. The light can shine, and will, and does now shine on them. The early Christian theologian Origen said that Matthew spoke of the shadow of death, not simply death, because of the inability of sin to utterly, to completely corrupt the soul. Such complete corruption happens to bodies in death, but sin brings forth the shadow of death. There is the important point for us today. The Bible tells us clearly that the wages of sin is death, but rarely, almost never, is that sin immediate. Instead, the sin puts a person under the shadow of death. If you remain in sin, the shadow grows darker and darker until death does come and there is no further chance for a person to turn to light. So the light, Jesus, enters the shadow and says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, or repentance, is not a one-time event. To repent is an ongoing process of traveling in a new direction. Jesus says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus is saying, turn away from sin, turn away from the shadows, turn away from the darkness that will lead to death. Repent for the kingdom, turn to the light, turn to your salvation and walk in that direction. The Apostle Paul wrote, are we to continue in sin? Should we stay in that shadow or darkness? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of God the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. We cannot stay in the shadow of death. We must repent. We must walk in the newness of life. And that is why Jesus said, Follow me. Not only did Jesus say follow me, Jesus said follow me over and over again throughout the gospels. Again, we have a do not miss this message. This is important. Repeat it to make sure that you do not miss it. Follow me. And that message is just as important today for all of us who have been baptized to walk in the newness of life and therefore must hear and respond To Jesus calling, follow me. And to follow Jesus, we must get up out of the shadow and move towards him. The great monastic writer Dom Colombo Marmian wrote that a Christian's existence is to consist in walking in the path traced out by the divine master. In a similar idea, Charles Foster explains that to be a Christian is to follow after God, and to follow after God is to be a pilgrim. Or in the words of Andrew Wheeler, every christian is a pilgrim but these modern writers are not saying anything new all the way back to the days of the apostles while they were still teaching the first christians we have clement of rome who died in the year 99 meaning he was there with people like john and peter and all the rest speaks of pilgrims speaks of christians as pilgrims now it would be easy for me to continue with one example after another of modern theologians, the early church fathers, and everyone in between that refers to Christians as being on pilgrimage. But what is more important in the time that we have left is what that means to you and me. How are we in our day-to-day life on pilgrimage? Doesn't pilgrimage automatically mean you're going away somewhere to be in the presence of God in a, un- in a unique Way made possible by that foreign place. Here we get to answer yes, but no. Yes, we need to be in a place foreign to us. No, because we are already in that place. Those who are baptized Christians are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. From the moment we become Christians, we lose our earthly citizenship and are foreigners striving to get to where we really belong, the kingdom of God, so that we can be living in the presence of God. That is why here on earth, just as Jesus said, every day we follow him. Every day we are traveling to our new home with him. But, admittedly, it is sometimes hard to see or feel that way. That is why we come to Mass. Every time we come to Mass, it is like we are living out in a small scale the larger pilgrimage of our life. In pilgrimage, you step away from the regular and enter into the holy. At Mass, you step out of the regular and step into the holy as you enter worship space. In pilgrimage, you change your very way of being. You are a pilgrim. At Mass, as you enter, you dip your fingers in the water of the font to remind you of your baptism, your new identity. You are a Christian. In pilgrimage, you are moving forward to your goal, your destination, a little at a time as you participate in the pilgrimage. At Mass, you move forward into the pews as you get closer to your destination, a little at a time as you participate in the liturgy. In pilgrimage, the experience has a transforming effect. At Mass, the liturgy, in its prayers, blessings, confession, and homily, there is a transforming effect. In pilgrimage, the purpose of the transformation is to arrive at your destination and be drawn to a closer union with God. At Mass, the purpose of the transformation is to arrive up here to what is known as the Sanctuary and receive the Eucharist, drawing you into perfect union with Jesus, the Christ, God, the Son. The Mass is a mystical and sacred pilgrimage. But sometimes we forget all of that. We are used to Mass. It becomes an ordinary thing to us. Over a hundred years ago, a minister by the name of B.B. Warfield warned his listeners not to have their senses of the sacred dulled because it becomes customary and therefore begins to feel common. He warns to not become like those who approach the items of the sanctuary with never a thought above the gross earthly materials of which it is made. In the Mass, that would mean not falling into the habit, like some do, of treating the Eucharist like regular bread and wine, instead of with care and concern and reverence that it is due to the truth of it being the Body and Blood of Christ. Back in the 1500s, the Stations of the Cross became a popular devotional activity at parishes all across Europe and then around the world. It was difficult for people to go on pilgrimage and walk in the footsteps of Jesus, As a result, a small, local version of that pilgrimage was developed, the Stations of the Cross, so that no matter where you are in the world, you can go on a Holy Land pilgrimage. Every day, Jesus says, repent for the kingdom. Turn and travel towards union with God. This is your ultimate pilgrimage, from earth to heaven. Follow me to get there. But such a way of thinking is hard. We do not get to see our progress towards the kingdom of God each day of our earthly pilgrimage. Therefore, we can forget that we're even on a pilgrimage. Therefore, we have, at every Mass, in a way similar to the Stations of the Cross, a small-scale version of that pilgrimage, where we leave the world, travel towards God by acknowledging and confessing our sins, vowing to resist committing those sins again, being blessed in prayers and messages of God's word, We are transformed by God in the process and gain perfect union with Christ. Repent for the kingdom. Come out from under the shadow of death. Jesus is calling you to the ultimate pilgrimage. Follow him. Amen.